The Diet Doc movement is a custom nutrition experience towards achieving your dream body composition, all the while living your life to the fullest. Myself and Alexa have teamed up to help you achieve your weight loss goals and enjoy the process. How? By throwing out the one plan fits all approach to dieting and applying high touch online coaching. Imagine having your own set of rules that allow for food freedom while still providing results. Hello world, this is Meredith and Alexa of the Diet Doc Movement, but we are flipping the script in today's episode a bit. So I am the interviewer and my interviewee is my counterpart, Miss Alexa Miller. Hello everyone. <laughs> so I thought it would be super interesting um, to hear Alexa's story because she has been, we'll say a flexible dieter if we have to throw labels out there for years and years that have led her to become a coach on flexible dieting. So I want to do a little digging and hear about the journey that got you to being my business partner and an awesome nutrition consultant. So shall we dive in? Let's do it. Okay. I want you to reflect back to just like as a kid, what were your eating habits like growing up with your family? And we'll start there. Um, so this one, this question is just, this is probably the most eye-opening question. Um, I, nutrition was really not talked about at all growing up. Um, I came from a sports family. Um, I came from a divorce family, um, where, you know, my, my schedule was kind of chaos and it was a lot of fast food, a lot of, um, you know, your, your dinner's in the microwave if you want it. Otherwise I would just go to the pantry and grab something. Um, we obviously ate out a ton. Um, but I was young, I was active and I could get away with it. Um, I remember my grandma having, she would have like the most amazing spread. Like I'm talking a Thanksgiving meal when we'd go eat at her house. And I actually remember like completely gorging myself because it was just like so pretty and so much food. And it was like, I never really got that. So I would, I, I actually remember as a kid, like gorging myself and then laying on her carpet. I can like picture it afterwards <laughs> and just being like, I am in a food coma and like, but I was so young and I thought that was normal. Like you just ate, 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 and then this is how you feel. Um, and then I actually remember too, as a kid having stomach issues. And when I would like be going to the bathroom or in the bathroom, I'd be like, I've never do that again. I promise Lord, if you just, just don't you know, take this away. I'll never do it again, which is like, it's crazy to reflect back on that. Um, but I think my stepmom was the first person that kind of introduced like some healthier foods to me. And I remember as a kid too, she, you know, she brought broccoli over and she's like, here you go. And I'm like, oh my God, I cannot eat that. And so she had to like douse it in like Velveeta cheese for me to even like <laughs> lick it. Um, but it introduced me to that. And, you know, I, I, I did get better over the years, I guess, but it's, it's been fun to reflect back on my childhood. So your stepmom introduced you to, I guess, like being health conscious or just healthier food ingredients, you think? Yeah, kind of like, Hey, let's, let's throw in with that cheeseburger, some broccoli, you know, instead of French fries, let's try, you know, um, just some, yeah, different, different recipes. And, um, I, I rarely ate any vegetables just because I never really was introduced to them. So um, so she, I, I do vividly remember her, like having to douse them in cheese if I was for me to eat them, but I eventually weaned off the cheese <laughs> and it got better. Oh, that's funny. And it, I it totally resonates with my upbringing too. 
So, okay. So to go from that, where it just wasn't really a big part of your life to we're fast forwarding a handful of years into dabbling with bodybuilding and jump in. If there's kind of a, a middle ground between that and then deciding, um, to get into the sport of bodybuilding, um, when you first decided you wanted to do one, did you realize how much diet was involved with the sport versus like relying on your athletic background? Yeah. So I'm going to rewind just a second. So end of my college career, I played college basketball for four years. Um, and again, I was probably the typical college student. I did not know how to cook. Um, we had pizza after almost every game, um, for four years straight. Um, I could get away with eating more and eating not the best foods because I was moving so much. Um, like I said, I could not cook. And to be honest, like, I didn't even know how to make a grilled chicken breast. I remember like Googling, like how to make chicken. And it was like, put in the oven. I'm like, which one's the oven? Is it the stove? Or the oven? I'm talking like from scratch, no idea. Um, and I have to just tell a little side story because my husband and his parents are in the food industry. Um, I remember one time after a game, they, they had said, Alexa, oh my gosh, I see you're eating chicken. Like, where did, where did you get the chicken from? Did they have that at the um, concession stand? I'm like, oh no, I just, that, that was in my gym bag. I had that from yesterday. And they were like, oh, you cannot eat chicken the next day without refrigerating it. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, I'm talking, I didn't even know that you had to like refrigerate meat. So this is where we're, yeah, we're going way back here. Um, and it was from the day before it's, yeah, it's really disgusting to even talk about. We, we do joke about it a lot. Um, but what really began my awareness, I think was just, I started to feel crummy. I was in college. I packed on the pounds, freshman, probably 25 versus 15. Um, but I just was really craving that wanting to feel good physically and mentally, um, after sports was over, I was kind of like fishing for something. Um, but what led me to bodybuilding was obviously I've been a competitor my whole life. You know, after sports was over, I was kind of lost. I was like, oh, I need something. I need, I need a fix. Um, I had a trainer in high school and I actually woke up in the mornings before school and would train with them. I had a trainer that I hired for my wedding. Um, so I really want to get back into training again. So I found an online trainer out of Columbus, um, who then actually talked me into bodybuilding, which I had zero idea even what it was. Um, I had no idea how much diet played with bodybuilding. Holy cow. Um, I did do a lot of research and I decided to go through with it. You know, I looked the goods, the bads, everything about it. Um, and being the competitor that I am, I was like, yeah, I, 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 and to be honest, I really did enjoy that part of it was the, the competition part of it. Um, now how did that impact my relationship with food, which is probably your next question. Um, it bodybuilding definitely is not for everyone. Um, I'm happy to say I made it out alive. Um, I have no regrets because, you know, obviously it led me to where I am today but there's a lot that goes into that sport that people just do not talk about. Um, I didn't have the greatest coach initially. Um, and, and so I didn't learn why I didn't have the knowledge behind why you were eating. It was like, here's your meal plan, eat it. If you don't eat it, you're not going to look good on stage. So it was like, I didn't even have the knowledge to go, okay, four ounces of chicken. I could also have four ounces of lean Turkey. It was like, if I couldn't have chicken, I was, I, I failed. I was off my meal plan. And you know me, Meredith, I'm very, I'm competitive. I'm like, nope, I'm a good student. I will do whatever I have to do. So I remember eating like tilapia, seven days old rotten because I was like, nope, she said tilapia. If it's rotten, it doesn't matter because that's what I have to eat. Oh, oh this terrible to even reflect back on. Um, 
So that made it hard because I didn't, I didn't have the knowledge at all. Um, my relationship with food was terrible because my mindset was you can't have that. You can't have that. You can't have that restriction, 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 um, which affected my relationship, not just with food, but with people, with my life, with my everything, you know, like I was just married. It was like the hardest part of our marriage because I'm like, my husband's like, Hey, let's go to dinner. And I'm like, can't, they don't have tilapia at Bob Evans. Sorry. You know, it was, it was a struggle. It really was. Um, oh, nobody, nobody talks about that kind of stuff. I think it's starting to be talked about in the, that industry, but wow, that's a super profound statement that it didn't only affect your relationship with your food, but with oh my everybody around you. So many things, you know? Um, and again, it's, it goes back to, I didn't have the knowledge, which is what really screwed me. Um, you know, I didn't have, you know, the best coach initially that I wasn't being taught. So I just followed the meal plan. Um, but so I, did, sorry, go I, ahead. I did then find the diet doc, um, right after I was done competing, um, coach Adam Atkinson, who is amazing. He's out of Columbus. And, um, I, honestly, he, I, I came to Columbus, he, um, and Dr. Joe and Dr. Corey were there. They did a huge presentation. I got to meet them for the first time in person. Like I remember sitting in that presentation, like soaking up all their knowledge. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like they literally saved my life. They don't even know. I don't even think that they know that. Um, I remember like reading do, uh, Dr. Corey's and Dr. Joe's articles and listening to their podcasts. Like, I literally filled my life with the diet doc along with, I was actually Adam's first diet doc client um, as well. So they literally saved my life. Um, obviously, you know, we're how many years later, eight, nine, and loved it so much that I had to become a diet doc clinician myself. So, so when you sought out Adam as a coach after, um, your competition, what, what were you searching for out of a nutrition coach post-competition? I think part of it was, you know, you, you have to diet down so hard for a competition. And then like, again, nobody talks about, you can't just go back to doing what you were doing before. Um, you know, and my body fat was super low. I, again, was just newly married. We wanted to start having a family. I struggled, you know, I was trying to get pregnant and, you know, I wasn't having a menstrual cycle and it was just like all of these things. And I was on medications. And I remember like Adam working with me and actually like caring that I was on medications and how is that going to work? And, um, you know, him and I actually decided just to take like a diet break, mental break, step away from it. Um, while I was on all these hormones and all, you know, everything was all crazy. Um, and it did take, it took about a year for me to, um, finally get pregnant. Um, and, and that was after the doctors even saying, you know, you're probably not going to do it on your own, you know, and we did, but, uh, it took a year and that year was rough, you know, um, it, the relationship, you know, with food, with people getting back into a swimsuit after you look shredded on stage and now you're up 15, you know, some pounds, um, eating medication and taking shots and doing all this crazy stuff. Um, so it was, it was a long year and it did time was definitely needed, um, you know, to get through that process. Mm -hmm. And so then leading into, it sounds like you kind of changed your eating habits for hormonal health and really just health in general. And, and I think even in the sport of bodybuilding too, you, you always have to prioritize health too. Um, so that's what I love about the diet doc method, whether you're general population or, or competitor that they do prioritize health. Yeah. We're diving into macros and, and changing and manipulating body composition, but you can't do that at the cost of 
health of your body, your mind, your relationships, all that. So diving into your body's health, you get pregnant, like you said, and then how did your relationship with, or just your diet in general change through that first pregnancy? And then maybe, you know, go through if it was any different with your second and third. Yeah. So everything changed when I got pregnant. I wanted a baby so bad and everything just changed for me because before I was like working out because I wanted to look a certain way and I wanted to be shredded and you know, I just didn't have the best mindset. And once I found out I was pregnant and my whole mindset, you know, mindset just changed. It shifted. I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat. I want to eat healthy now because I'm growing a human here. And I want to show this human that, you know, she is capable of doing you know anything that she puts her mind to and that she can, um, you know, just, just balance and moderation and enjoying life and just all of those things. Um, it really changed when, once I got pregnant, once I, popped my first baby out and I saw her face. I'm like, it's just, it's just different. You know, you have, you have a different Y power um, than you did before. Um, you know, obviously after baby number one, you have goals again, right? So I went through that whole process. We'll, we'll, we'll go fast through this since there's three, baby number two, get pregnant, same thing. Um, and then now just having my son who's um, seven months old, it's sort of that, that same process, but I just had a different why. And it was, you know, working out because I wanted to take care of this human, take care of myself, teach my children healthy habits. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I definitely love a killer workout and mom needs her space sometimes to do that. But yeah, I think just the, the why power is really what changed for me. Mm -hmm. I love that. I've never heard that, that phrase, the why power. And it is, we always, we always try to pull the whys out of our clients, not realizing that once they've established that their power has just amplified tenfold. But I like that quote, we should uh, <laughs> coin it. <laughs> so, okay. So your eating habits changed, um, or really not your eating habits necessarily, but the relationship with your eating habits and, and, and self, you know, perception shifted with pregnancy, but I know there's still a competitor in there. So <laughs> my fellow ultra marathon teammate and all that. So talk about too, how nutrition, how nutrition, I don't know, influences some of your performance goals still. So it, it's definitely, you're still led. It's very clear to see you lead by, you know, wanting to just feel good, live healthy, be a good role model for your kids. But do you find yourself changing depending on the season of life? If you've got a sport or a competition coming up? Oh my gosh. Yes. So, um, you know, I, again, going back, I'm a competitor at heart. So I'm constantly chasing the next thing, um, which I've learned is a negative and a positive about myself that sometimes it's perfectly okay to be just perfectly okay where you're at. Um, but I do love, I still crave that competition. I love doing five K's, the hunt, you know, the keys, 100 ultimate marathon, um, you know, the, now I'm doing the keys virtual, um, marathon right now over 50 days, the train insane challenges at the gym. I'm, I'm constantly finding those things. They help keep me motivated. Um, and again, I have that, like, that's just instilled in me. Like if you put your mind to something and to complete it, and it gives you that confidence to, to keep going. Um, but I always, and you and I use this phrase all the time at what cost, at what cost, at what cost. Um, and you know, for, for me in the past, I would have done whatever needed to be done to look a certain way. I would have, you know, if, you know, I'm an ectomorph body type. And when I was competing, it was, 
you know, you need to lift and do minimal cardio. Your you know, food needs to be pulled down. And this is how you're going to, this is what will get you to look good physically. Um, fast forward to now, I, I enjoy cardio. I love to run. I love to do all these challenges and I understand that I'm an ectomorph and by running and doing cardio that I'm not going to have as much muscle mass as I did before. Um, but a great coach of mine that I had, Dr. Corey Probst pointed out at what cost, at what cost are you going to give up what you love? Um, to be able to look a certain way and how can you find that happy medium? So I really took what she said to heart and I found that happy ground of, I do love to lift too. I don't want to lift every day. I love to do cardio. I don't need to do it every day, but kind of having that happy ground. And then the same thing, the nutrition, where can I find that balance of, um, feeling good physically, feeling good mentally, enjoying my life, being in balance, enjoying things with my kids and still be happy with the way I look and feel. So it's, it's been fun the last, I would say probably three years, four years maybe, that I finally got to that place of like, I just feel good on both ends. It wasn't like physically, you know, back when I competed, I was physically the best shape of my life. Like everything else sucked, right? Um, so I finally am in this place, you know, where I feel like, it's balance. Obviously I still have goals and I can reel things in here and there, but for the most part, it's, I'm just a big believer when everything in your life, um, you know, physically, mentally, financially, all of that stuff, when it's kind of balanced, mm -hmm. um, things just flow better and you feel better. And I feel like that, what you just described that you've experienced like the today and the last few years, to me, that sounds like the best shape of your life. So often that phrase is used for the shape of our body, but the shape of our body is just such a small component of our life, right? And, it, and for a lot of people, it's, it's barely even a component. So I, I do, I feel like what you just described is the true shape of your whole life. And that picture of a whole is so much more important than, you know, just the physique of a body. Because like you said, there's a lot of cost left out there to attain a very, very strict look um, to step on stage. So I love hearing about this, this yeah. current shape of your life and your relationship with food. And, you know, again, I'm a big believer in balance and moderation. And it, it just crushes my heart when I see some of these programs that are out there and these people that are chasing these programs where it is taken away from your lifestyle, because this is your life. This is the rest of your life. You're going to live. You have to find something that you can enjoy your lifestyle and still meet your goals at the same time. Um, you know, are you going to wrap yourself? You're going to take a pill. You're going to take a shake. You're going to buy the food. You're going to do these things forever. Um, and at what cost are you going to miss your child's birthday party because you can't be around the cake because you're told you can't have it. You know, I've been there. I've been to that place. It's not a fun place to be, you know, um, to now experiencing freedom of, restriction, you know, restriction is not the way short-term fixes are not the way. Um, yeah, I just, it, yeah. If you want to be successful long-term, you just have to have both balance and moderation. I'm preaching to the choir. I know. <laughs> I love it. Hey, it's something I can hear too. Um, I would love to, and I'm sure a lot of our clients are curious as far as, um, your habits with tracking goes because you've tracked, I would say off and on for gosh, six plus years. So what does that look like today? Or what does that look like if you have certain goals or if you're in maintenance, can you describe that? Yeah. So uh, first and foremost, 
our clients, we have track in the beginning because a lot of people don't know what is in food, what macronutrients are in food, um, how much of a food they're consuming. So the, the whole purpose of tracking in the beginning is just to learn. Um, you can't, in my opinion, intuitively eat or understand um, how to eat until you understand that you have the knowledge of what's in the food. Uh, unless somebody's just giving you a meal plan or eat that for the rest of your life, which I can tell you from experience, it won't happen. Um, so tracking for so many years and being diligent about weighing and tracking and measuring and um, all of that had, has led me to a place now where I can ebb and flow. Um, obviously if I have, you know, certain goals and I want to reel it in a little bit for some structure, I might, you know, track that full week. If, um, you know, there's days and I'll be honest, there's days that at the end of the day, I haven't tracked a thing and I, I am curious and I go back and track what I've eaten. I'm like, wow, seven years later, I'm pretty spot on, like maybe off a few grams. So that's a place we want our clients to get to. Um, and that's the place where I'm at now, again, depending on, on goals, you know, I might track or not track. Um, and for me, the difference now is I track more out of curiosity, um, than I do out of hitting a certain number. You know, it's not like, I'll give you an example of last night. Um, it was like 1030 and our, my family was still awake, which is terrible. And I had dinner a little bit earlier and I'm like, I'm hungry. You know, most people would probably go to their, their macro sheet and go, Oh, I'm on a macro. I guess I'll just start. And I'm like, no, I'm hungry. I understand that I'm hungry. I'm going to go make myself, and I just made a little bit of Greek yogurt, some fruit, and I was perfect. I didn't wake up this morning like, oh, I'm so, you know, I feel so guilty because I went over my macros. Um, where years ago, I would have been there. I would have been like, nope, you're not allowed to eat. You're going to starve. You're going to sleep terrible. You're going to wake up hungry and you're going to start your, you know, day terrible because you just starved yourself last night. So again, mindset's different. Um, and I track just based on, you know, what goals that I do have. So how has the evolution of Alexa Miller's diet, dieting, we'll say, and, and to clarify too to our listeners that diet doesn't mean eating for weight loss. Diet is simply the foods that you're consuming. So using the word to the textbook definition, how has Alexa Miller's diet over the lifetime influenced or really shaped the nutrition consultant you are today? Yeah, I, like I said, I have zero regrets. I, you know, reflecting back on my life, I've, you know, it, I've been through a lot, you know? Um, and if any of my friends are listening, they're probably agreeing because, you know, I was the girl in high school that um, ate two lunches and ate food off of everybody else's plate and um, did not eat healthy whatsoever and put chicken in her gym bag and a wet paper towel and, you know, just craziness um, to now they're just like, I can't even believe that you're doing this. Like you're the last person you thought on earth that would do this. But I think going through all those things, all those experiences, um, you know, I have no regrets with anything because it's definitely shaped me to, to who I am today, where I'm at today. And I, you know, experienced that freedom from food, from the scale, um, from the physical body. And, and again, the balance and the moderation and I, and you know this, Meredith, but I genuinely just want to scream at the top of my lungs. I want people to experience that. And that's the whole reason that I even brought the diet doc to Lima and introduced it to you. And, and we did this together is because we just want to scream at the top of our lungs. Like there's a, there's a better way. There's a, there's a way that you can still enjoy your life, you know? Um, and coming from both of us that have been on, on, on the good and the bad ends of it, both of it, we've been through, we've had the experiences 
Um, and, you know, you and I just want to share that with people. I love it. Well, from one coach to another, you are a phenomenal nutrition consultant. And I know our clients can back me on that statement. So I am grateful for your journey as, you know, highs and lows and, and roundabouts that you've been on. It really has shaped you to be such a valuable asset to the diet doc movement. Well, thank you. And I want to leave us with one last quote because it's one of my favorites and it's yours too. Um, in between goals is a thing called life that is meant to be lived and enjoyed. Yes. On that note, we're out. <laughs>